I think it will help us to appreciate what this Harinam initiation is. And maybe the first thing we need to see or recognize is that um, Bhaktivinoda doesn't talk about a first initiation and a second initiation. So, uh, so what is that about? Well, there are historical considerations. We are following uh, our Acharya, his divine grace, Bhaktivinoda Swami Prabhupada, who followed his spiritual master, Shivarati Siddhanta Sarasati, Thakur, and uh, and uh, want at one time at least, maybe more than once, Srila Prabhupada explained, uh, explained it this way, that the first initiation, the Harinam initiation, is experimental. He used the word experimental. What does he mean, experimental? Well, as I said, we're making a very serious commitment, a sankalpa, uh, but Srila Prabhupada, um, he was realistic and he saw that some, they may make these, uh, this sankalpa, these vows, uh, but for whatever reason, later they may um, distance themselves, they may put aside their vows. In which case, then, uh, the second initiation, or the second uh, phase <laughs> of the initiation would, of course, not come, would not be done. Uh, so like that, he would say it's experimental. But in any case, Bhaktivinoda Thakur speaks of uh, five pancha samskara and he, um, he gives the list of the five aspects of this samskara, and he explains that there's a, a superficial sense or a general sense of these, and there's a deeper sense. And uh, it's interesting that he he's... Um, it seems one of the reasons he wrote this was to criticize gurus, teachers, who were not taking their duty seriously. That they were only in a superficial way when they giving initiation, but they were not taking the deeper responsibility of guiding their disciples. Uh, which is the whole point <laughs> to, uh, he mentions, to Vaikuntha. Uh, and mm, this is a footnote sort of point, but a little introduction to from Shukavak, who made this translation from the Bengali notes uh, that he wrote one uh, article, Hansa Samskara, in 1885. And again, and this was published in his journal, Sadjanatoshini. And then uh, again in 1892, so seven years later, six to seven years later, again in Sadjanatoshini. There was a kind of additional article with the same title, Ancha Samskara. So what Shukamak from has done is uh, sort of blend them together, in which he identifies when he's adding from the second, uh, this, the second of these two articles to make essentially make one article. Um, so bear with me, I want to draw some things from, from this article. Um, 
because your question came up yesterday, and, and I found it's true what you were saying, uh, that Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, speaks about uh, mantra, the importance of mantra, uh, with respect to nama. First, maybe we should say that uh, there are five samskaras, some of you will be familiar, others not, but they are as follows. Tapa, Kunjam, Tata, Nama, Mantra, Yagas, Yagash, Chapanchama, Ami, Hi, Pancha, Samskara, Paramai, Tanti, He, Tapa, the translation is Tapa, Kundra, Nama, Mantra, and Yaga. These five items comprise Pancha Samskara. They are the cause of intense devotion to Lord Hari. Paramai Kanti Hetam. Hetu means cause, Hetavam plural causes. And Parama Supreme, Ekanti singularly. So, uh, so that's interesting there. These five are the cause of, uh, he translates as intense, Ekanti, uh, devotion to the Lord, Lord Hari. Okay, so that's uh, that's a definition that's coming from Shastra, Pancha Samskara. Um, and then he goes through each of these uh, five uh, elements of Samskara. And uh, he also mentions about, in the Sri Sampradaya, which we talked about two days ago, Tapa is brandy on the shoulders. Um, but the deeper me meaning, he explains, of tapa, which literally means heat, is, um, is remorse. The sense of remorse for having turned away from the Lord. That, oh, here I am in this material, this material world, and um, why am I here? It's because I have turned away from the Lord. And that feeling of uh, sadness, or there's another word he's translated here, but remorse, is purifying. Um, and it's preparing, uh, preparing us to receive the name. But then he explains about, um, let's see. Hmm. Yeah, he's going through all of them and then he emphasizes when we analyze the stages that lead to love of God, we understand that faith, or Shraddha, is the first stage. Without Shraddha, there is no way to obtain love of God. From faith, one seeks saintly association, which is called Sadhusanga. This leads to shelter at the feet of a spiritual teacher. Thereafter, Pancha samskara or initiation follows. Okay, so he's saying there's really two preliminaries <laughs> to Pancha samskara. There has to be shraddha, there has to be association. So ado shraddha tata sadhu sangata tato bhajana kriya. So the bhajana kriya, this is where the Pancha samskara comes. Pancha samskara gives rise to Vajna Kriya, or in the personal worship of God. And he goes on uh, with this famous uh, explanation by Rupa Goswami, 
Vajna Priya leads to Anartana Vritti. Cleaning all unwanted things from the heart. This leads to, to Nishta, firm, firm faith. When Nishta comes, Ruchi. Ruchi. Uh, Ruchi, usually translated as taste. This leads to Asati. Make sure it's a long A if you're speaking about this. <laughs> it's not Asati, which would mean not attachment. This is Asati, which means firm attachment. Deep attachment. From Asati comes Baba. Emotions, spiritual emotions. And this then eventually, he says, eventually ripens into the stage called love of God. Right. Uh, yeah, and so he says, therefore, if we want to reach this height, this height, this ultimate purpose, Ancha Samskara is necessary. And then he uh, brings up an issue. He was hearing people uh, he was hearing people saying, Oh, I don't really need this. I don't need this initiation. Samskara. He argues against that. He says it's not true. You need to have conscious samskara. Um, and he elaborates on why this is the case. There's uh, an analogy. <laughs> so, um, it's always interesting trying to speak and all sorts of things are going on around. Okay. Uh, he says, on the other hand, samskara is not necessary for liberated persons. Because their nature, which is, I'm guessing, translating svabhava, uh, is not distorted. So the implication is the reverse. If we are not liberated, we need samskara. Uh, you want translation, probably, isn't it? Or, this is maybe difficult to translate reading so much. Um, oh, and then Bhaktivinoda is he's thinking a lot about uh, not just the Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition. He's, he's, he, he, he has quite wide-angle vision. He's thinking about well, there are all these other religious traditions. So he says, samskaras exist in all religions and in all countries. The purer a particular religion is, the more its samskaras are sacred and complete. Then he says, I haven't had opportunity to thoroughly study uh, these, uh, the samskaras of all religions. But the samskaras, the religion of uh, the, what he calls the Arya religion, <laughs> Arya religion. I have to be careful talking about this in Germany. <laughs> That's what he says. The Aryan religion, uh, these samskaras appear to be of a higher order <laughs> than the samskaras of other religions. In particular, the samskaras of Vaishnava culture are the best part of the Aryan religion. 
things were in the right place, or in luck, you know. Um, in particular, yes, no other practice is as sacred and complete. So he's kind of very inclusive and also exclusive, uh, saying, you know, this is the best. Yes, so, like you found yourself in the right place. We all found ourselves in the right place. And, and then he laments that the deeper significance of samskaras is not understood. Um, when students submit, uh, submits himself to the teacher, the teacher gives Pancha samskara and then abandons him. <laughs> the guru says, here, here's your yet. here's your name, here's your mantra, and go. Um, what good can come from Pancha samskara of this type? Externally, the student looks good, but internally, there is nothing. The symbols of divine conch, disc, and the name of Hari mark the body. The tongue utters the name of Hari. And worship of Shalagram Shila or Srimurti with mantra is performed. But, but the student is addicted to endless sinful practices. At night, he takes intoxicants and practices debauchery. So he wants to correct this. Apparently, these things were going on in Bengal, maybe Odisha. And so he wants to correct this with his writing. Okay. So then, all right, that's what's wrong. Now, what would be the right thing? He says, a good teacher. No. Back up. Oh, good teacher. He's addressing the teacher, the guru. Oh, good teacher. How have you benefited your student? Huh? What is the difference in him before and after Dicha? Hmm? In fact, he is worse. He is a hypocrite. There is no remorse. And now he quotes what would be the feeling of remorse. He says, I am sinful. It is my fault. How can my sin be given up? That's the sense of remorse. These days, no one thinks like this when they take shelter of a spiritual teacher. Sinful activities are performed without the slightest concern. What misfortune. And then he says, why is this happening? It's because there's a wrong relationship between uh, the teacher and the student. And he says there are rules uh, for guiding this relationship in Shastra. They're not being followed. Um, and again, he quotes what the student should be feeling he says, my relationship with material nature is not permanent. Therefore, I must take shelter of a spiritual teacher in order to obtain the feet of God. <coughs> then he says, the spiritual teacher should study the student for one year and observe his atonement. This is called tapa. And he's not referring specifically, but that's in Haribhakti-lasa, <coughs> observing. Actually, the guru and disciple observe each other for one year. That's the standard. So ideally, they're in the same place. <laughs> it's not that the guru is traveling here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> 
Hare Krishna. So it probably needs some adjustment there also. <laughs> Uh, okay. He's, okay, he talks about Urva Pundra and says, what is it? It is effulgence. So he's now going to the deeper meaning of Urva Pundra is uh, the Tilak marks, which are on 12 parts in the body, not just the forehead. Um, and this involves nyasa, we heard about yesterday. Nyasa means placing. So we're placing the Lord in the body. Om ke shavai namah. That's a nyasa. Um, he says, okay, that's nice, but what is it? What's the deeper meaning? <clears throat> it's the path of advancement. It's Upward marks, not like the Shaivites. Shaivites have horizontal three marks across the forehead. You'll see in India some, especially Kumbha Mela, you'll see uh, all imaginable and unimaginable types of Tila. Isn't it, Rinda? You'll see some where they'll, where they'll have both Vaishnava, Urva Pundra, and Shaivite. They'll, they'll have Shaivite like this, and they'll have the Urva Pundra. Best of both. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, Urva Pundra is saying it's, it's, about, it's a path, it's a path of advancement. After receiving tapa, the student voluntarily accepts a suitable, a suitable amount of renunciation from worldly activities. This is the path of advancement. Very interesting. So, um, it would be nice to see the original Bengali to see what, how I was translating suitable amount of renunciation. But we all know she will probably establish what is a suitable amount for us, essentially, uh, in the form of four regulative principles. You could say they're ne negative. They're, uh, there's vidhi and there's nishetha. Uh, so our nishetha is fourfold. Um, no illicit sex, no intoxication, no gambling, no eating of meat, and so on. So that's suitable. Prabhupada decided for us, this is suitable. And uh, not less than this is, and less than this is not suitable. <laughs> that was the niche that he established as renunciation. Um, suitable amount. It's suitable, it's appropriate, it can be done. Um, However, if the student accepts no renunciation, then his tapa, or atonement, is useless. So much trouble, so much asceticism, so much renunciation of one's happiness, so much work to control lust, anger, and greed. But it is all useless labor if one does not perform these austerities in order to obtain Vaikuntha, the kingdom of God. In other words, Gurdva Kundra, the path, it's, it's taking us, we are doing all of this uh, for attaining Vaikuntha. Now, I just said something that may make you say, oh, I thought we were aiming for Goloka. Yes. And the loka is part of Vaikuntha. That Shrivat Kanota for Vaikuntha is the, the in, it's an inclusive category in English. Um, yeah, you wouldn't want to go to the loka if you found out, no, it's not Vaikuntha, it's Kunta, it's full of anxiety. 
Well, actually, the loka is full of anxiety, I must say, by the way, because everyone's totally in anxiety, wanting to please Krishna, and Krishna's always so totally unpredictable. He's making everyone pull out their hair in anxiety, and he seems to disappear. Um, Okay, so here's his deeper definition of word of finger. The illumination of the soul, the mind, and the body is called Urvapunda. That's nice. All right, now we're getting to the point, if you like. Um, seeing the beloved student shining with tapa and Urvapunda, the teacher gladly gives Nama, the holy name of God, which awakens the soul's eternal nature. And he explains the eternal nature of the soul is servant, service, servitude to the Lord. By tasting the nectar of the Lord's holy name, the soul is carried, carried to the supreme abode. Then he, the disciple, he or she says, I am Haridasa, or I am Haridasi. I am not the enjoyer of this world. <coughs> Even Maya herself is eternally connected to Krishna, and I must utilize her in the service to Krishna. The eternal soul is then enchanted by singing the name of Hari. By taking shelter in the nectar of the Lord's holy name, the soul becomes aware of his or her own spiritual nature. Intelligent men always sing the name of Hari. Let the mind always remember the name of Hari. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And then he said something interesting. May the soul always be adorned, decorated, with the name of Hari. So it's common to mark the body with the symbol of marking the name Hari or different names. So it's a may the soul be adorned. Uh, always. Now now we come to the question that you brought. What about Nama and Mantra? And what is Atvino Thakur saying? Um, says the teacher uh, out of affection, the teacher next gives a mantra that follows his student, that allows his student to easily experience the nectar of the Lord's holy name. A mantra is a kind of prayer. He explains the technical side of it, uh, the grammatical side. Um, the mantra also includes certain adjectives that qualify the name of God and, and allows it to be expressed in a particular mood or taste. Um, by giving a mantra, the teacher helps his student taste the holy name by selecting a suitable flavor for him. When we say Nama, obeisance to Hari, we employ the fourth or the date of case ending um, that um, expresses the relationship between the worshiper and the worshiper um, and allows the taste of the holy name to be easily experienced. Um, 
There is no end to the happiness of a person who has received a mantra. <coughs> Those of you who have received a mantra, did you know that there's no end to the happiness you feel? <laughs> Those who analyze the meaning of the 18-syllable mantra generally used in worship of Sri Krishna know that it is condensed sampling of the taste available from the world. Um, he says the same applies to the 24-syllable Gayatri and other mantras. Okay, here comes the punchline. Those who have not received a mantra can only speculate about the taste of the holy name, but unfortunately most of their considerations are useless. Therefore you must receive a mantra. Those who have received it consider it to be a most important sanskar. Hmm. What to, how to understand this? I was thinking of an analogy which uh, may help in a slight way, but I don't think it will help fully. But in any case, I was thinking, so you may go to a museum and see and view a famous painting, um, maybe a famous painting of Victor Van Gogh, uh, his sunflower painting, something. Or let's, yeah. I don't know why I thought of that. So you may view it and you may appreciate it very much. Yes, this is very powerful. Uh, so many ways you can appreciate uh, One art. Um, Historian said, when you go to an art museum, you should view no more than two paintings. Don't go, you know, looking at paintings. That's useless. Just view two paintings and really get to appreciate them. Um, so you may appreciate that painting to a, to a great degree. But uh, the art historian who knows about the life of Vincent van Gogh, maybe knows the background of that particular painting, maybe knows something more about it in relation to other kinds of art, etc., etc., may have more appreciation and may therefore feel, oh, now I can really relish this painting. But the painting is there for everyone to appreciate. And um, in a slightly similar way, <laughs> with apologies for the limits to the analogy, uh, we may all appreciate the holy name. Uh, but we are held at that point when we receive uh, the mantra, which is helping us to deepen our connection to Well, having, having acknowledged this from Srila Bhakti the first hour occasion today is for Nama, uh, Hari Nama initiation. And in due course, let it happen that there will also be mantra. And then, the final of the five, yaga, which uh, he explains is the worship of the deity. All of what we have been celebrating yesterday, especially the last few days, it's all about yaga. Uh, it's the engagement of all of our senses, mind, intelligence, everything in the service of the Lord as He appears in physical form. We've heard there are many different forms of the deity. 
So the Hare Krishna, the mantra, sorry, the, the nama is, as we also know, uh, a form of deity. And it's that form which we're committing ourselves to serve today. So on that note, uh, I think we can see. Does this sound like a good plan? Was that clarifying a bit for you, what we were discussing? So, makes you want to get the whole punch of some started. <laughs> How come you're only giving me part of it today? <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, we are following our tradition from Srila And it is nice. Okay, so let's proceed um, with Nam because Tapa is there, I believe. Gurdhapandra is there, yes. When I was before Srila Prabhupada for initiation, the devotee before me, uh, who would eventually, that day, uh, a little later, receive the name Hari Chaksha, he was in front of me. There were a few of us. And he came before Prabhupada, and Prabhupada saw he didn't have tea <laughs> he had to go and put on Tiva and come back. <laughs> anyway, so Urdha Pundra, Tapa Urdha Pundra, these are there in the deeper sense. Yes? So that's what we're actually asking you now. So if you can offer obeisance uh, to Srila Prabhupada, to Guru, to Mrsindadev. hard to get direction, get a direction that one is not somehow in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bow down, misses. No, miss. The song, bow down, mister. Now it's bow down, miss. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 R
precisely <laughs> counting. Although counting is you know, part of, well, it, it's what, you could say it's the vidhi side, it's vidhi nisheta. Vidhi is what is prescribed and nisheta is what is pro proscribed, what should not be done. Uh, so prescribed is to chant 16 times around your mala and to do so uh, striving to avoid the aparatics, the non-aparatics, which are listed as 10 and which you can find exactly delineated in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila, chapter 8, verse 24, purple. Um, They're describing negative things, and what we want to do is the opposite, which is positive. So instead of um, fault-finding of devotees, we want to glorify devotees. Instead of neglecting the order of the Guru, we want to follow the order. Instead of, um, instead of doing sinful activities on the strength of chanting, we want to, on the strength of, uh, of our determination, serve Krishna and thus glorify the Lord not using the holy name as a crutch of some sort, and so on. And this way, then, the sweetness of the name will be there. And it's, I think, very much the sweetness of the Hare Krishna that we are uh, so much hankering for. Isn't it? So we're looking for sweetness. And um, so Nama, you are receiving name and you're also receiving, you're receiving two names. One is Hare Krishna, and the other is a name by which we can refer to you, we can address you, we can, uh, we can uh, gossip about you. No. <laughs> you know what she said? You know what she did? You know what she didn't do? No, not that. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, you know, Srila Prabhupada often, perhaps most of the time, he would give a name which would begin with the first letter of the devotee's name, uh, their given name that they received from their parents, uh, but not always. And I was thinking of what would be the appropriate name for you that starts with an I. And I thought of some possibilities, but I just didn't feel they were right. So you'll never guess <laughs> what your spiritual name is. So I guess I have to tell you. Uh, your name is Vraja Mohini. Please try not to lose them. <laughs> and uh, Raja Mohini could be a name of Shimati Radharani. Um, Raja means Raja. And Mohini means uh, she who bewilders. So Radharani bewilders all of Braj, not just Krishna. Everyone is completely struck. Shimati <laughs> Radharani. And since day before yesterday was uh, Radhashtami, it's nice to take this as her name of her unlimited names. That was my thought. What, what do you think? Is this good? It's okay? That's, 
Raja Mohini Devi Dasi Ki. Okay, so now we're going to uh, fix the deal. Let's put it in the English slang. Uh, we're going to uh, perform Yagya, worshipping the Lord in fire, essentially, and securing the blessings of all of the Acharyas and of the Lord in his several forms. And of course, we appeal to all of you present to give your blessings and wishes for. Now I have to get used. To, now we have to get used to your new name uh, to give your blessings and support for uh, Raja Malkini. Are we getting your support? So let us proceed, and while you're preparing, and this we can have some, some musical accompaniment. Oh, we didn't discuss the rules and regulations. He's reminding me. We talked so much, and it's been a long time. What are the four regular principles you continue to follow for the rest of the year? First time I completely forgot what I'm doing. <laughs> it's called uh, it's called a senior moment. <laughs> we can get older. Okay. Yes. Yes. Microphone. <laughs> 